Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Big shout out to Red Circle for putting a little motherfucking change in my pocket. Uh, thank you all to uh, everyone who helped us out on the road trip. And uh, thoughts and prayers with uh, the Holder family as they uh, laid Mr. Earl to rest today in my family for uh, Uncle Randy being laid to rest the other day. Uh, to show, today's show, we'll dedicate to y'all. Uh, y'all are both very good men and uh, very loved by many. Uh by the way your funeral looked anyway and by what you left behind so today with us doing the domestic violence show we're going to dedicate the show to y'all uh let's see who else oh shout out to uh and i don't have the name of the company in front of me but you know who you are i'll do it on the next show there's a lady who sent me uh these homemade bourbon chocolates and uh she's badass god it was good she's been on a couple of different podcasts thank you for the free chocolate like my fat ass needed it but uh thank you it was very good um Today we're talking about domestic violence. I have four beautiful women sitting at the table with me right now. We're going to start off to my left. Uh, all you got to do is say, hey, my name's Lynn, and I'm a dumbass, uh, big forehead. Um, that's not how you start off a domestic violence show, It's talking <laughs> shit to somebody. I, everybody just turned off that quick because I'm already talking <laughs> shit. I, I'm, I just did verbal abuse and didn't mean to. Um, I'm going to have to make horrible jokes throughout this whole thing to make it kind of, uh, I don't know, not cringy. Uh, so, so, so get ready. Lighthearted. There light-hearted. we go. We'll, yeah. we'll use the word lighthearted. Uh, Miss Lynn, thank you for being here today. My name is Lynn. I am 25 years old, and I have been through domestic abuse as well. Survivor of it? Survivor, yes. Get a little closer to your mic whenever you talk, but that's fine. We're going to keep rolling it. Okay. Go ahead, darling. Who's next to you? Uh, I am Deidre, I am 31, and I'm a survivor of domestic violence. And also, we're going to bump up your levels just a little bit, too. Next to you, Miss Lacey. Introduce yourself, darling. I am Lacey, I am 32, and I am a, we'll say, 14-year survivor of domestic violence. I didn't even tell y'all how to introduce yourselves, and y'all are killing it. Uh, no, you do, do the same thing. That, and next to her is uh, the lady I've known the most in this room. We grew up together. Uh, you go ahead. Just introduce yourself there, Sasha. All right. I am Sasha. I'm 33, and I'm a victim slash survivor of domestic abuse. Oh. Uh, well, the reason I decided to do this is I was recently somewhere, and I'm not going to name drop because I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I, I had to watch uh, domestic violence up front. I threw myself into the middle of it. Uh, got into a fight because of it. Uh, don't feel bad about it whatsoever. I think I did what I was supposed to do. I also grew up in a household to where there was domestic violence, but uh, it wasn't just one-sided. My mother and father looked like Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield going at it. <laughs> you never know what day or what punch was going to come from where. Yep. Uh, so it's something that I am very uh, tender-hearted about. And when I saw it the other day, uh, when I was uh, gone off somewhere, I decided, you know what, I'm going to do a show about domestic violence because I want somebody out there that listens, and it's mainly women that listen to me, if you can believe that. I've been trying to get women to pay attention to me my whole life. All my whole life, I didn't know I just needed a fucking podcast. Um, but uh, So I decided to do it because I hope not only does it help that individual, but there's somebody else uh, out there with the couple thousands that listen to the show that maybe you guys can... A lot of fire under their ass to get out of that situation. So, not real sure how to start this. So I'm just going to open it up this way, um, without y'all going ape shit. What? Uh, which one of y'all would like to share your story first? I can go if y'all are 
hesitant. Um, You're fine. Turn your mic a little bit down towards your face down. a little bit more. There you go. Um, you almost got to grab it inappropriately. <laughs> I can do that. Um, so I'm Lacey. Um, I, like Josh, grew up in a very abusive home. Uh, my dad was very domestically violent towards my mother. Um, I watched him beat the crap out of her our entire lives. Um, she finally, well, she divorced him one time, went back, because um, she had no means to support herself, and she had me and my sister. Um, so she went back to make sure we had a good life. Um, and then as we got older, after remarrying him, he was still pretty domestically violent to the point that I got involved. Um, he used to beat the crap out of me because I intervened and wouldn't let him hit her to the point that we would get in fist fights. He would choke me. Um, and then she finally left him, I think, whenever I was around 18. Um, and I was able to work and support her and my sister. And so um, did that for a really long time. Um, I met, we'll keep X1 and X2 just for the sake of Oh, yeah, by the way, I didn't tell you all that rule. Because I don't want to get sued. I don't, uh, I don't either. Yeah, yeah, we're not saying names. Yeah. If, I mean, if you want to say a name, that's on you. <clears throat> no. I'm not saying names. I'm not going to say any names. Um, probably best for everybody. Yeah, I'm not going to say any names. We'll say X1 and X2 for the sake of keeping it easy. Um, I met my first ex, um, who I was with for 12 years, and should have known from the beginning when we dated, when he threw me on the floor and punched me that I should have never married him. But I was young and dumb. Um, still married him. And then he was found in the beginning after his military career. He came back completely different. And that's when it started. It was kind of verbal at first and then became physical. Um, he hit me uh, several times when I was pregnant with our first child and then um, continued the abuse physically and then hit me several times whenever I was pregnant with our second child. Um, to the point of like almost miscarrying and that continued on through our 12 years of being together We're married for 10 so finally got the courage to leave him I'm in a huge legal battle with him right now over our children um, so can't say like a whole lot about him just because of that but I get why women don't leave those situations when there's children involved because most oftentimes those men are narcissists and they use the children against them. And a lot of times they win. You know, I've, mm -hmm. I've got a badass criminal defense attorney who um, is working really hard for that. But um, it's just, it's a really hard, really hard battle. And then um, when I finally did get the courage to leave him after years and years of, you know, abuse, I met another man that we'll call X number two for the sake of keeping it easy. Um, he was significantly older, 26 years older than I was, so old enough to know better. Um, and he started off very cunning, very um, knight in shining armor, we'll say, I guess. Of course. Um, yeah, had, yeah, had some money, swept me off my feet, took me on extravagant vacations, bought me jewelry, lavish gifts. I mean, I've had thousand dollar purses, had my nails, my hair done, everything. Um, we came from a very small town, so I was expected to keep my appearance up, um, act a certain way because he was a very um, well-known member of the community. And after about eight months, he became very jealous of Max's husband and um, 
that's when it kind of started. First it was um, like gaslighting. It was, you're doing this, you're cheating. I had, you know, people knew where I was at all times when I was leaving work. Um, when I was going to work, if I wasn't home when I said I was gonna be home, if I was five minutes late and in traffic, there was hell to pay. Um, that relationship was full of sexual abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse. Um, that one thankfully wasn't full of physical abuse, although I think that might have been easier to deal with than all the other ones. Um, sometimes I think people think that domestic violence is just physical, and it's not just the physical aspect, like the mental, the verbal, the um, the sexual is far worse than any physical abuse that you can endure. So, Why do you think that is? I think because it plays with your mind. It plays with your mind so much worse because anytime I knew he did something wrong and I knew he did it and I caught him in a lie and I had physical evidence of it, like I knew he was cheating on me. I knew he was doing stuff. And this man was in his 60s, you know, and I'm in, I'm in my thirties, you know, there's no reason you should be going out doing these things. And I have proof. I have, I have proof on my phone of your car being at someone else's house of you doing this, you doing that, but you're going to come around and, and you're going to tell me that I'm being crazy. I'm wrong. It made me feel insane. It just takes you on like a whirlwind and it makes you think like, am I crazy? You know, am I am I imagining these things? Are these people that I think that are my friends that I've known for 20 plus years, are they on my side? You know, are they trying to create problems so I'm not with this person? So it just takes you on like a whirlwind. You know, I'd almost rather be physically abused and get it over with than be mindfucked in a sense. Well, there, there's so much like scientific proof that when we're growing up or when you have trauma, mm -hmm. that it literally rewires you. Yeah, that, and I, it, that it makes you start thinking and seeing mm -hmm. stuff a different way to where if that trauma wouldn't have occurred, yeah, mm -hmm. you, you wouldn't see stuff that way. Exactly. And so now I've, I've actually go to a therapist and I have been diagnosed with severe anxiety and severe PTSD and I have what's called trauma brain. Mm -hmm. So if anything traumatic happens, I physically shut down and I can't remember a conversation that I had no matter how like insignificant it was or, um, how like it literally could have happened five minutes ago. So I, I can't remember any of that. I have to have someone physically go with me to have like important conversations because I will shut down and I can't remember any of this. Do you things. know your triggers? I haven't figured them out quite yet. We're still working through those. Mm -hmm. Um, so not, that's Not one of the biggest things I work with people on. Like when we do the stuff with uh, like the veterans and everything that mm -hmm. do with PTSD and everything. Yeah. Identifying your triggers. Yep. And staying the hell away from your triggers. Or yeah. the second you see something that triggers you, run your ass away because it's yeah. just going to get worse. Well, and I, I mean, stress obviously is going to be one of your triggers, but my job is stressful in itself so that you can't really, nobody can yeah, get stress, stress out of your stress life. Stress is one of the weird ones with the yeah. triggers. That you're gonna have stress, you have to learn you can't how to keep deal. That out of your yeah, you have to learn how to deal with stress, yeah, and not use it as a crutch. I stay away from his his tattoo shop, you know, when I'm in town and stuff, because I live right there. My job is literally across the trees from his place. Wow. But oh, I just try to be fucking hard to see that every day. It's really hard, you know. I literally walk out of the back door of work, and there's his business. I see his truck. I have to drive by it every day. I just stay away from it. Um, you ain't almost burnt that damn place down yet. <laughs> I've thought about it, you know, but with the ongoing legal issues that I have with, with oh, you'd the first be, you'd ex. You'd be suspect number one. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you'd be exactly. So I just keep my distance, but 
going through it and and having someone who you know started out as like prince charming and being what you thought is like the love of your life and being great turning into this monster and who's someone who's like so much older that you didn't expect that out of you know i'd, I'd expect that out of somebody close to my age but not someone who's in their 60s you know first time he did it you didn't think to yourself like i've been through this shit before i've seen it i need to fucking get out of here no because he did it in a way that it's hard to explain. So he did it in a way that was different from how my ex did it. My ex was sort of like kind of blatant and and I'm I'm just gonna throw this out. Like I'm gonna be in your face. I'm gonna do it. Whatever. This man has had so many years of experience of doing this to so many women. Like after I broke up with him, I actually reached out to his ex that he was with before me, that they were together with. They were together for like three or four years. And talked to her and things were so eerily similar similar in our relationships that you didn't know it was happening until after you got out of it like we used to get told if i took the trash out trying to help him out i got told to put my nuts up because i was being too much of a man and not not learning Darling, my you place. can take my trash out anytime you want exactly like Please, it's, it's a partnership it's a partnership but he was just so sly in the way that he did things. You know, it was just so sly that you didn't know it was happening until after the fact that it was done. So, if my, like, sharing my story helps one woman realize that, like, your partner is being verbally abusive to you or gaslighting you, and that is a sign of domestic violence, it's not just the physical part of it, get the hell out. Like, get out now. Well, I, I hate you had to say it, but I 100% agree with you about the the mental abuse being worse yeah and it is once you leave some of those scars and once you get wired a certain way you're fucked the rest of your life you really are and god bless my husband now like i'm fucked up like i'm severely fucked up there's five people sitting at this table darling everyone's fucked up oh yeah we're i'm severely fucked <laughs> up I, I promise you, you know and there's things that like i haven't discussed even with, even with my mom like when she listens to this podcast she's gonna find out things that she doesn't know like it's, it's like the sexual abuse, you know, that man came home, he wanted what he wanted when he wanted it. And if you didn't give it to him, there was hell to fucking pay. And bless his heart, he's had to work through all of that stuff. I mean, there was yeah. a period of time where, like, you couldn't walk up behind me without me flinching. With sex and all that stuff, like, don't touch me, don't anything, like, unless you have permission. Because I'll, I'll knock your nose in. It just... Mm -hmm. It takes so much to come back from that, and that is going to take years of therapy, like trauma therapy, to get through. Have you have you found that the therapy has helped you a lot? It has, and I actually surprisingly have a male therapist that I had before all this, like before I met my ex. Um, I almost said his name, but before I met my ex. <laughs> and um, he, because we had such a great rapport before, I can actually open up to him and I don't feel awkward or judge or anything like that. And he has been a huge help in helping me work through these like things and trying to help me find my triggers and trying to like figure out how to navigate those waters basically. Do you do any self therapy? I am pretty self aware. I've always been self aware. So I can tell whenever I'm starting to like, I guess be, a bitch or I'm, st I'm starting to like act a certain way because of something that's triggered me and I have to like take a step back and be like, all right, you got to calm the fuck down. <laughs> You've got to stop what you're doing. You know that this is wrong. You know that this is not this person's fault. 
this is something that's in your mind and you need to like just take a step back, refocus on what or who you are basically and breathe through it, move forward and and get over it. I feel like being so self-aware with this is like how people get through it. I think the therapy is good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would never knock a therapist. Yeah. But good, I think when I you... Do what? <laughs> oh, you are? Yes. No shit. I'm an intern. Yes. Oh, I, I graduate in May. Yep. Well, I, I'm going to say some shit that's going to... Do it. Oh, I, now I'm scared. <laughs> no, no. I, I think, Me? <laughs> I, think, I think being a therapist, or not being a therapist, but... Going to a therapist is awesome because it identifies that you have the problem in the first place that you want to get fixed. But I don't think therapists fix you. I think that they make you you self-aware and then you fix yourself. Absolutely. That's my goal. Yeah, I think, and I think there's too many people that rely on the drugs and rely on a therapist Mm -hmm. to put them on the right track and then let the Xanax or whatever take away their anxiety and all this stuff and all that. But I I don't think that's how you get fixed. Right. So I I was just kind of curious if they push you towards... When, and you can answer this question too. Uh, if it was more that they pushed you towards medication or they or yeah. they push you towards identifying your triggers and self-awareness and all no, that. No, and so I actually see a psychiatrist because I'm on medication. I'm, I'm on mirtazapine. I'm on Xanax. And I'm on Tepramax. Um, we'll talk after this. Yeah, I'm on all I of those. I like to drink on some yeah. of those. I'm on all of those. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. My... I get in fucking trouble. <laughs> I have to make jokes during this podcast. I do not... I went through a very bad breakup a couple of years ago, and I found out my favorite cocktail is Xanax and whiskey. I caught the blackout. Because <laughs> I'm, we can, we can talk. About okay, this. I'm telling you, because you, woof. Yes, uh, no. We have so good time. I did take those because my anxiety and my PTSD is so severe, and that was one of the things that we tried. Uh, my kids have ADHD. I have ADHD. Like I'm very against like taking medication. So you got Adderall too. I don't take that. <laughs> I don't take anything from ADHD right now, but we just um, be best friends. <laughs> Need, I probably, yeah, it does. I do need to take something for it, but I'm very against it. Like I didn't start my kids on medicine until we actually had to, but my anxiety is so bad that I will have it. I have crippling anxiety where I can't leave my house. And so after, I think there was several times I like could not leave because I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I had too many panic attacks. It was, all right, we talked to the psychiatrist with the therapist and it was, all right, you need to go on like a low dose of medication and I'm super sensitive to a lot of them. I get really sick I off of them. That's why I can't take a lot of shit. So, yeah, we tried all of the other ones. I've been on, like, Zoloft and a bunch of other things and got, like, insanely sick. Um, so we tried this, and it's been a good medication regimen that has worked. But the goal is to eventually get off of them good. because I don't want to take them long term. And so I've only been on them for, I think, about six months now. Um, Can you tell a big difference in six months? I have been able to, like when I take, I can tell a difference whenever I don't take them versus when I do. Um, so it is something that I can tell like right now I need until I get through, you know, the therapy and like get through figuring out what my triggers are and learning how to control those. But the goal is to get off of them, you know, eventually figure out what exactly my triggers are, staying the hell away from them Mm -hmm. if I can. And then if I can't working through them, you know, that's, I'll give you so much credit for that is, a lot of the shit that I read, and I am not a very well-educated person whatsoever, <laughs> but if I'm going to do this for a living, I need to educate myself on certain subjects. Yeah. And it, it really, it's like across the board, is identifying triggers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And as soon as, yeah. you find, as soon as you find that trigger and it pops up, not to make excuses for somebody doing that, mm-hmm. 
saying, okay, if they're already giving me triggers right now, bye. Bye. Yeah. Fuck away. Yeah, oh, yeah I mean, got, exactly. Yeah. I mean, because it's only going to get worse from there. Right, right. I've cut things and people out of my life. Like, my dad's a trigger. Fuck you. You're out of my life. Like, I haven't talked to him since my kid was... My second kid was born. He's five now since he was about a year old. I mean, he can't get his shit together. He w continues on with his behavior, so... Bye. I don't care if you... I mean, this sounds terrible, but I don't care if you live or die. Not, well, the thing... Like, a lot of people just miss one fact. And it's, we came in this world alone, we leave this world alone. And we've got loved ones, and we need to do our best to make them happy, but everybody looks out for themselves. But I'm and, not going to make you happy at my expense. Exactly. That's, what, I, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. Is... We've got people that we love to death and do anything for, but when it comes down to them picking what's best for you or them doing what's best for themselves, they're going to do what's best for themselves. Right. Because you're guilty of it just as much as I am. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's being selfish. I mean, we are selfish creatures. We can't right. we can't help it. That's our nature. Yeah, but you, you knowing that that, especially like that relationship, that that's good. That mm -hmm. means you're definitely fucking moving yeah. in, in oh, the yeah. right way. You're listening to your therapist. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you call a great segue. What you just did right there too yeah. is uh, we'll, we'll we'll move on to you now. There, Miss Therapist. Well, I, I'll touch on that first. Um, the key with the therapy is if a therapist is pushing medication, they're not doing their job, right? Because we're not MDs. We're not doctors. We will never be doc. Well, we could become doctors, but yeah. Um, we leave that to the doctors, and and we'll ask, are you? following your medicine regimen just because we have to track that mm -hmm. to know your symptoms but we will never tell you go take meds right if they are they're not a credible therapist and you should probably shop around mm -hmm. um and the second thing on that is finding a good therapist i hate to put it this way but it's like shopping for the right car mm -hmm. like yeah. you're gonna try out some and it's not gonna work mm -hmm. so it's worth investing in looking for a trauma specialized therapist or at least trying out a few before you say, hey, you're the one. Okay, I have a question for just what that statement right there. You said a trauma-specialized therapist. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be some therapists that are that geared different, I guess, or specialize in different things? Right, so we can get special training, special schoolings, um, just different things that we... Some of us have special experiences. Um, and, like you. Right, and You've it makes it. us a little more qualified in those trauma areas. Um, I, I'm a PTSD veteran. Um, I've had a military sexual trauma. I've been through a domestic violence marriage. Um, I was domestically abused as a child. I have a lot of experience that I'm a Christian as well. And I felt like God was leading me to help others the way oh, that you he just helped be, me. You just, you maybe, I heart. To, maybe I need to yeah. get with you after I well, move up here permanently. <laughs> yeah, my my sure. therapist is in Savannah. Like, maybe well, I'm I need not to get up here. Yet. You'll be by the time I move. <laughs> <laughs> maybe well, I need to get with well, you. <laughs> well, what you just said is something that it does not matter if it's a musician, if it's my real name for governor or whoever we've had that's came in here and done the show so far. It, when somebody like you realizes that the bullshit you went through in life was for a reason Absolutely. and you and you quit yes. letting it define you. Right. A lot of people let their trauma define you. I believe yeah. you're supposed to define your fucking trauma. My exactly. sister lets it define her. Yeah. My sister went through the same thing growing up. My, and my she mother lets it is define like her. I mean she got hooked on meth and now to this day still is, you know, if she lets it define her. Yeah. We my, we grew up in the same home and she is completely different from how I am. On the trip that I was just on, uh, taking my daddy up to Ohio to bury his brother, we had this conversation sitting at the table and it was how my mother we lost my grandmother who is 
like my fucking hero. Like I love my nanny more than anything. And we lost her in 01. It is 20 years later, and my mother still uses it as an excuse to this day for every bad thing that she's done or has happened to her in the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't believe that that's how shit's supposed to be. That is letting your trauma define you. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, that you went through all that stuff and that you can, you want to help people now, you know, God has a very funny way of putting us on the roads that not that we want to be on, but on the roads that he wants us on. And you got to go through bullshit. If you if you didn't go through that, you wouldn't be as good as you're going to be at what you're trying to do. Yeah, and guess what I'm specializing in? What? Trauma. Trauma bonding, baby. That's <laughs> what we go. do. That's Dang. what we do in this room. We drink whiskey and we trauma bond. <laughs> That's all we do here. Tell a couple dirty jokes every now. But no, uh, tell us about your story. Okay, um, so we'll start with my first event of domestic violence. At the age of three, my mom remarried. And she married a man that was like, much like your your doting second husband. Um, He took care of us. He took me on trips. He took my mom on trips. I was really into rodeos for some reason. He took me to rodeos. He bought me my first pair of cowgirl boots. Probably for different reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Big fan of cowgirls. Girls in the cowgirl boots. Um, And so he was like the perfect husband, right? But no, he turned out to be an extremely abusive alcoholic, um, and beat the crap out of us. And the last day in the house, he broke my mother's nose. Um, Surprisingly, no more bones. And I drug a telephone and a nine-month-old little brother into a room and called the cops. Um, And you know, I, I was raised in a home where my mom remarried again, and he was a perfect dad, um, and, and showed me what a man should model, but as we said earlier, once your brain's triggered and traumatized, it's triggered and traumatized. There's, there's no going back. That limbic system will always right. respond. That's the neurobiology of it, and um, so I joined the Navy <laughs> straight out Thank of high school. Thank you for your service, by the way, sweetheart. <laughs> and um, met a guy in boot camp. And we ended up bonding and doing this dumb thing that military <laughs> members tend to do and married straight out of boot camp, basically. Um, and he was extremely controlling. The, and, and the way you were saying the whole emotional abuse is worse than the hitting. He never hit me. I remember being hit by my first stepfather. And he was not a, a physical abuser. But the thing for me was, I would have rather been physical abuse mm-hmm. and then cuddled on the couch afterward. Right. Um, the controlling aspect, the following you everywhere you go, tracking your phone, putting trackers on your cars, yep. holding, holding like possession of the money and giving your you money. no money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Saying if you don't have sex with me now in this way, I'm taking everything from you and I'm mm-hmm. leaving you and taking your child. Yep. Mm. I just don't understand. Like, I'm wired so fucking different. To, like the stuff y'all are telling me, yeah, it is, it is it blows my mind because I don't get it. That's one reason why, like, I've been wanting to do this show for a while. But like, I I think most men can't wrap their mind around it. Like, I think most women can't wrap their mind around it. No, and and that's why, like, I mean, I want you to keep going. But like, if you see me over here and I'm just like, look, like I'm mind blown. Because I, I just don't understand it. They don't start with the, with the sexual abuse either. It's no. usually... They're it's, Prince Charming at first. It, well, yeah. it's the control first, and it's it's the withholding of the money, and then the sexual abuse usually comes a little bit later. 
they start after with they the feel other like they've got you. It, yeah, yeah got it's the after power. they've got you. It's after the other. It's after they break you down first, and once they've broken you down and they know they have you, then it's the sexual aspect of it because they know you're broken and you're not going to fight back. Okay, so to each one of y'all, I don't know if y'all been in multiple relationships like these. <clears throat> Are they all the same? Like, no, is it? No. Is it all? Does it all almost seem like a game plan? Like how you just said, it starts off with one thing, it leads to the next, or so it's been kind of eerily similar. Some of our experiences, I suppose, just listening to these other ladies. But no, like sometimes it's just a slam in the face. Like it just all of a sudden switches. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, a tr- like it just all of a sudden happens. And then yes, other times it is super gradual, and you like get to a point you're like, what the fuck? Like this isn't like this isn't okay and then you just get out of it but it's different like it's each experience is different if you've been through multiple times i just didn't know i guess what i was trying to get to was how a narcissist doesn't reveal himself at first but then you can see it going down the line i didn't Mm -hmm. know if an abuser doesn't exactly reveal himself at first but it ends up being kind of the same strategy well i feel like narcissists (laughs) like well i feel like narcissists have more than just singular issues like they have like borderline personality disorder and a lot a whole lot of other issues too to where they can hide it for sure yeah yeah Yeah. well keep going keep going with the story okay um so he i mean it it was more than just that like he cheated on me all the time Mm -hmm. would tell me it was my fault um, he would tell you it was your fault. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That I didn't do what he needed or I didn't look how he needed me to. or uh, And so he had to step out. And at this point, we had kids and being raised in the church, it was like, you cannot divorce. Mm-hmm. You, you cannot divorce. You make it work. Yep. You stick through it. No I wish. What. I wish I could have been standing right next to you at the time when he said that, you know, because of the church and everything that you couldn't. I, I would have lit him up with some scripture. Well, I'd have, I'd, have, I'd, have, I'd have took care of any problem you had. Marriage is so frowned upon, it's, or at least back several years ago, it's so frowned upon and it's taboo, you know, and it's now, and we don't have any men on, you know, the show to, to get their perspective, but now it's like you you want to teach your daughters that divorce is okay, it's better than coming home in a body bag. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's better than coming absolutely. home in a body bag. Well, that's one thing, like, I try to do is I try to normalize the taboo. And it can be like anything on this show, like. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason why women or men should have to go through the things that y'all are sitting there talking no. about. So the more you speak about it, the more you share your shit, the more it becomes normalized. Absolutely. So just like you just said, you know, mm-hmm. back then it might have been like 50 years ago, it might have been taboo for somebody to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Now the second you see a fucking red flag, try to work it out the first time or two, but understand it quits being. A co- like a coincidence or, a, or an occasional thing and it starts becoming it a trend. A problem. It's and it's over and over. It's a recurrence. Right. And that's, you usually can't break that. You can't take that away from people. They're going to remain the same. Yeah. Right. And, and it's been a, it's always been a sense of power for them. Like as soon as they know they have the power, that's when they drop the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They wait until they see they have the power in the situation and that's when they drop it. And I see this in my clients and I, and I see it in my story now as I look back. I didn't then obviously where I would have ran but um you know it it keep it it kept going and it got worse and we already had one child and then we lost a child I had a stillborn in 2012 and that was my fault as well mm-hmm. to him even though it was a genetic anomaly and it was literally no one's fault um he convinced me it was mine um because I wasn't good enough wife I didn't look good enough I mean and the control got even worse then like you can't wear makeup I wasn't allowed to wear makeup 
Um, I wasn't allowed to go out if there were going to be any guys there. Like, even if I I lived in Virginia Beach, okay? Bar scene. Oh, you're in the Navy at this time, right? Yeah. Right. I'm in the Navy. Um, and like, I want to go out with my shipmates. I want to go out to bars. I want to have fun. There's no sense in me not being able to hire a sitter and go out. But I, I couldn't. It was like, you, I mean, you literally controlled my wardrobe at this point, but I had kids. I just lost a kid. So my life is like, what the fuck? And I just feel trapped. Um, we eventually had another child um, and got out of the Navy and moved home. And soon after moving home is when it came to light why he didn't want me wearing makeup, why he controlled my wardrobe, why he made our daughters dress super conservative. Um, he ended up being a pedophile. Oh. oh my I put his ass in prison. He wanted me to look like a little girl. Mm. And it makes sense some of the sexual abuse I went through now. A lot of things, um, that's what he wanted. And in the process of all of that, not to drop that bomb and leave it. Oh, no, because <laughs> I dropped that fucking bomb. People like, um, no, I'm telling you, it, it, I hate a lot of fucking things in this world. Yeah. I hate a lot of fucking things. But let me tell you, that right there, mm-hmm. you yep. talk about that motherfucker as much as you want, and I hope mm-hmm. like hell. Wherever he's at, that somebody listens to politics, religion, and whiskey. He's in prison. In his I don't know if they're jail. listening to oh, no, no, prison. I, well, it's still I got, all I got, bad. Please let I, us know what prison he's in. I'll yeah, yeah, somebody nah, in a tape. No, no, no. I got... Well, it's funny because exactly. there are people in prison that listen to me. That's so, awesome. So it's just well, like... someone go kick the shit out of Anthony Dwayne Duncan, please. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> Bitch, oh, you just became shit. my best friend. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. No, oh. And I'm glad you uh I'm glad you called him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. I'm glad. Good for you. The greatest point of my journey was when I got to sit in that trial last year and look at him in the face and say, My daughters never want anything to do with you again. And by the way, they're my daughters and they're my husband's daughters because they will tell you the greatest day of their life was the day they were adopted. How how Amen. empowering was that? Oh my god. Like I said, greatest. The greatest moment. Because I got to see the look in his eyes. Did, did you feel like all the shit that he had held over you and the power that he had, like, took from you? Like, you got it back, like, fucking honest. Like, oh, yeah. instantly. Like, you oh, yeah. you got to... God, that had to feel good. Girl, I'd have been in jail because I would have crossed all those pews and bitch slapped <laughs> the shit out of him. Well, I mean, yeah. it was hard, but I had to stay strong for the victim's family, too. Because um, they weren't there. I'd have hit him for them. When I say the victim's family is... Just, just know we're talking about domestic violence. I, uh, violence in any case is not okay. <laughs> unless in case, in unless case, they're a piece of shit and a pedophile. And they're a pedophile. Yeah, exactly. In this case, it is okay. No, no. Well, I believe the good Lord understands that one. Oh, oh man. The good Lord will forgive problem. me when I go up. But when he got when, when I got to do that and then turn around and get that hear that judge say... You know, I understand you have all these mental illnesses. I understand you had this psychological evaluation. I'm sorry for the family cycle you've been through. And she said, but I got to protect the girls in the United States of America. 35 years, no problem. Amen. Boom. Oh. I mean, greatest day. I know. I'm, I fuck, I'm over here. I'm, get out. I, love it. I fucking love it. Fucking dare you to get fucked up in prison. So. Yeah, I mean, but it takes. <laughs> I, I commend you for a different reason than probably what it's going to come out like. Okay. Like, 
I know. I, I'm, you would think me being like a talk show host, and I'm very good with words and wording sentences. I'm fucking not. Um, <laughs> no, like I am more proud of you for fucking putting your foot down and regaining your power. Yes. I'm. I. I. I don't like when people like the the abuse, regardless of what the abuse is, fucking drives me insane. Anyway, but I cannot. I would not be in a relationship with someone who took the power away from me being me. Like, that doesn't, however you want to take it. And I love the fact, that's why I asked you that question a while ago. Because I feel like when you have that power and that control of yourself and you don't allow anyone to control you, that is the most fucking liberating thing you can have in this world. And I can see you sitting there. Like, fucking just the second they say some shit. (laughs) And it almost being like, and this is going to be a horrible joke. And you got to like, you got to like fucking superhero shit to get this. But how instantly fucking when Spider-Man was bit by the fucking spider and he became a superhero. Yeah. I feel like the second that they fucking said that shit, you regained you every bit of back. strength. I got it all. You got you it all, all back. back. I got it all back. I dig it. But I do I do get why women stay. That that's the part I don't. That, that's, when you have that's children the part involved, I don't. though, it's so, it's when it's kids so much involved. harder to leave. And it's not just that. The the highs are greater than the lows. They mm-hmm. make the highs so yeah. high. So good, you think you're crazy. Yeah. But they y'all, can, know, y'all know the argument that most people make, though. And, like, this is something that all of y'all can answer. Uh, the argument that most people make is, don't you see what that child is having to sit, see and witness? You hey, don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, blinded. Is, yeah. Because th- they make the child's life so high. And then too, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm sitting in a room too with like really strong ass personality women. I know I have a very strong personality. You wouldn't say. <laughs> I have a very fucking strong personality and I feel like these narcissistic men it's like they almost pick women who have very strong personalities because yes. it's like a it's a game. Let me see if I can break them. Yep. You know, so you go in and it's like no man's going to break me cuz I'm fucking strong. Like yes. no, I'm I'm going to bully them, you know, in a sense. <laughs> No man's going to break me. No man's going to bring me down. And before you realize it, the highs have been so fucking high that you're down at the bottom now and you have no idea how you ended up there and you feel fucking crazy. And no yeah. control over the situation. You have no control. I mean, And then you're embarrassed. And then you're embarrassed. My mom literally oh. had no idea. My mom and I are like the bestest of friends. I mean, I could literally call her in the middle of the night if something happened and, I'm, and I murdered somebody and she'd come help me bury the body. Like... My mom and I are tight. And my mom... Mommy, not to piss you off. You know, but... (laughs) Yep, my mom and I are like tight, tight. You know, but I was embarrassed. You know, nobody... I mean, that's one of the things, you know, now. Everybody's like, why didn't you call the police? Why didn't you do this when you were abused? I didn't want anybody to know. I came from a very small town in Brooklyn. Everybody knew everybody. I was around people I went to high school with. Everyone knows everyone. I didn't want anybody to know I was being abused by my ex-husband and then by my ex-fiance. Like, he knows everyone. He knows the judge, you know, judges. He knows politicians, all of that. But looking back at it now, if somebody was listening to this and they were in your same shoes about, you know, you feeling like you might be embarrassed if you called the law or whatever, what would you tell them the first time it happened? Listen to your fucking gut. Get the Thank fuck you. out. Listen to your gut. Listen 100%. to your gut. Pack your shit up and get the fuck out. When you it's, leave for work, get your shit and get the fuck out. See, that's that's what I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that, that's the thing is the fact that you acknowledge that and that y'all understand that. Yeah. 
You know, that's what people need to hear. Mm -hmm. There's some woman, and we won't ever know who the fuck she is, that's listening to this right now. Mm -hmm. uh, because there, I can't tell you, when, when I put that I was going to do this this week, there were so many people that reached out, so many women, a few men, that uh, was like, I really want to hear it. I want to hear what somebody's got to say. Mm -hmm. So you, every one of y'all acknowledging that, you know, the that we blatantly ignored our gut feeling. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't do that. You can't. I mean. I get. I get like somebody hypnotizing you, because that's what happened. I mean. It was basically what happened. Yeah. You got hypnotized. You got somebody you thought was Prince Charming, mm -hmm. and then that those, those For me, that I've armor. Lost Fourteen years of my life. Yeah. You've lost how many years? I lost six. Six yeah. years of her life, and yeah. you, you know. Nine. These two ladies have lost yeah. nine years and however many years of your life. You know, we can't get that back. Yeah. We can't get that back. But but I think y'all were all smart to realize that maybe you're not supposed to. No. No, I mean, you it know, taught us and it made us grow into what yeah. we are now. I don't want my back. Yeah. No, you're not. I, you're not yeah. You don't have the mindset. Yeah. That trauma sucks. It don't matter what fucking trauma you go through. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't make you who you are. A lot of people all the time, they say, you know, uh, I just want to know where I'm going in life. I want to know what my destination is. I'm reverse. I don't. I, I think it's beautiful that I don't know what my mm -hmm. destination right. is. Yep. I have no fucking idea what I am intended to do in this world. But it's something. But I but like you get affirmation <laughs> all the time that you're on the right road. Yes. Right, absolutely. Like and even though like sometimes shit scares the fuck out of you, mm -hmm. there's a there's people that probably won't download this podcast, this episode, because they're scared to get in their fields or whatever. There's I don't. Beauty I, in the unknown. Yeah, I don't. I don't do this shit when we do sensitive topics for people who don't need it. Like there might be ten thousand people that, that usually download the episodes, but I'm cool with just one person downloaded. Yeah, and, and hearing the what they need to help. hear. Well, that's yeah. what I said going into this. If I can help one person, because when I yeah. came out of the, especially the last relationship, I talked to my therapist and I said, you know, at some point, I want to become an advocate for domestic yeah. violence Absolutely. when I can finally become at peace with what happened to me if I can help one person know the signs ahead of time and get out of it to where they don't waste their lives like I did then all this wasn't for nothing You're you know every one of y'all are Absolutely. helping one person right yeah, now if it'll help one person and then I'm that's imagine what I want to do with more. my life you know well which uh no that's what I wanted to do this for like, yeah. that's exactly why I wanted to do this mm -hmm. uh there. One of y'all go next. I don't care which one of you. Whichever I just one want of you. Segue. It's called perspective. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's called perspective. What do you make of your life? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I hear stories of people all the time. They're like, "Well, I turned out bad in an addict, or I turned out bad in a domestic abuser, or I turned out bad in this because that's what I was modeled." Mm -hmm. Sorry, I was raised by an addict Same. who Same. just became sober a few years ago, and I'm super fucking proud of my father. Yeah. Uh, he's a great granddad, but he was not a good dad growing up. Right. And I fucking flipped that shit. And I became a sailor, and now I'm becoming a counselor. And I'm married to a sailor now. And I have made life successful because I said I won't be what I came to well, it's, be. And exactly. it's all about perspective. It's yeah. a yeah. very, because I'm the same way. I grew up in a house with domestic violence, and I fucking hate it. I believe, uh... If I, I don't even have to know you. If I see a man and a woman arguing and he puts his hands on her, I'm finna go I'm put my I, I'm putting my fucking hands on him and if she yeah. wants to get mad at me that's later, she can fucking get mad at me later. I don't care because that's, that's fine. But it's also like the same thing. My parents were addicts. Mm -hmm. I've never done drugs. 
different. I now I might if somebody has some marijuana. <laughs> I might overindulge. I don't believe it's a drug anyway. Not it, I, I'll say it time and time again. As soon it's as they legalize it. However, I it is will a not. I will. In your depressed moods. See, it doesn't. Okay. It fucking jacks me. It, it makes me happy. It yes. makes. It, it takes away all that. my anxiety. Yeah. Um, makes me happy. But, but, but I will say, psychological studies have shown scientifically that if you are in a depressed mood, if you are in a dulled mood, and you use marijuana, you are going to intensify it. I see. I don't believe that one. Good my thing brain, I'm not my brain is messed up. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong whatsoever. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, but there, I mean, it just also depends on who those case studies were on. Everybody's different. I didn't do them. So yeah, yeah, I know. Me and Josh might need to sign Everybody's up. Everybody's different. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> fuck yeah. Put me. Let Look, me. I'm not going for my PhD. So sorry. <laughs> but uh, no, like I, I feel like because like my sister, my sister who I'm extremely proud of. Yes. Like Jess. she uh, like we grew up in the same household. My sister became an addict. And I, she went down one road because she saw it and she yeah. thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. I went down the complete opposite. Now, I, like, I like to fucking drink. <laughs> I, I, like, I like to fucking drink, but I also can go days, weeks without, without having it. a fucking swallow. Right. And like, I've, I, I hate that some people use it as a crutch mm-hmm. or an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like, because you saw mama and daddy doing it or you saw a family member doing it or whatever. I think, honestly, and I don't mean to, like, if this hurts anybody's feelings in here, I think you have a weak constitution. I think I think you're a weak individual. I think that you wanted to do it, then you developed a problem, and you want to use somebody else as the reason why you developed the problem. Well, yeah. it's brainwashing. Yeah, I, I mean, I can, see the, I can see how some people, if you see mommy and daddy as your hero, and then you see your hero doing something, you're going to think that it's okay. I mean, I, I get, I get that, but also too, you got to be able to think for yourself. Yeah. You do, but you got to learn how first, and a lot yeah. of people fall into those things before they learn how to think. For I, I'm not. I 100 agree. Well, hi, I'm Sasha. I'm a recovering addict. By the way, bitch. Congratulations. Get, clo- <laughs> get closer. Get a little closer to your microphone. Okay, I'm Sasha. I'm a recovering addict. Um, and my relationship, my abusive relationship started it with drugs and it ended with drugs you know it's a little different from y'all I'd never been married I um it, it was only like six months seven months of my life but it was like a nightmare come true um and I was warned not to mess with this person <laughs> but here I go like oh well you know I can fix this person or um you can never fix them I know you can't no, but we have strong personalities we believe we can yeah I'm a Capricorn mm-hmm. Uh, don't <laughs> we don't do that shit in here. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you now. You can keep that at whatever those signs are fucking in that parking lot. Okay, well. I'm just fucking. <laughs> but and I'm not going to this person has changed his life. He is not on drugs. He's doing great now. He apologized. Good. I'm proud of him. At one time, I wanted to kill him, though, you know. Yeah. And, and and I'm not the type that got pushed around, you know, that like. But Y'all, y'all aren't going to know this. Me and Sasha have known each other since we were sixth grade. Yeah. We're 33 now, so 20 years. <laughs> and we used yeah. to party together. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I never thought it would happen to me. And, of course, he was Prince Charming at first. Like, oh, okay, breakfast in bed. Well, we're still on meth and opiates, I understand. Like, and that was just a part of it. And, um, you know... It just all of a sudden came at once. I mean, he's jealous, crazy, thinking things are happening that's not happening. 
Um, I've just never been this messed up in the head in my life during this time. I mean, my, you know, I'm all messed up, so my parents don't really have nothing to do with me right now. Even, I mean, and I just was living there, and he was abusive towards me and his mother, and his mother blamed me, and it was really messed up. It was really, and so, you know, the first time he did hit me, I mean, I'm just surprised. I'm like, I can't fight this dude, you know. I'm, I, I want to keep my teeth. So I don't want to, you know, fight this guy, but he literally, I just took it. I mean, I've had my nose busted. I, my head hit on the concrete hard as, I, I mean, I don't even know. And uh, He just thought it was meth, a meth-fueled monster, really. And um, we ended up, I remember one time he, he thought something was going on. He said he was going to kill me and throw me down a well. And... Uh, he started this process, and I was, I remember praying to God, like, please just help me any sort of way. And I, I had a warrant on me at the time. <laughs> We've all had them in this <laughs> I'm not going to say everybody. I know I have, so don't feel bad about it. But all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door, Dodge County Sheriff's Department. And thank you, whoever you were. I wanted to run to the door. But, you know, of course I couldn't. I mean, I literally literally was held hostage pretty much. I couldn't have a phone. I didn't have a phone. I couldn't leave. I wanted to leave, and I literally couldn't. I remember running down the dirt road and him dragging me back to the house and knocking the shit out of me, you know. So I just still felt like I had no help, and I thought I was going to die, really, because, you know, the drugs involved, it turns you into just somebody you're not. You think things that's not going on. It affects everybody differently, and it didn't affect him well at all, you know. And uh, we were IV using, and it, it was just the worst time of my life ever. And thank God for going to jail is all I got to say. I mean, that's what saved my life. Not the cop knocking on the door. He did save my life, but he didn't know it at the time. Um, but later on, I ended up going to jail, thank God. And that's the only way I got out of that. And, I mean, it was like six months span here but it was enough to traumatize the hell out of me and scare the hell out of me I mean I was literally scared he was gonna I don't even know it was it was crazy and I just thank God I made it out of that and um just I don't know I could like I said I couldn't even call anybody or nothing I don't know how just I just prayed prayed to God God got me out of that one do you, sure. do you think that you would have ran if it wasn't for the drugs? Um, the drugs did keep me there, and like, like they were saying, you know, we had the good times. You know what I mean? But it's just not worth it. And, no, I, I really wanted to leave. I, I got there, I got, it just got to a point where I was scared to death for my life. And I, want, I had a little girl. You know, I... I, I just wanted out, and God gave me a way out, and that was through going to jail. And I ended up going to rehab and staying clean for like two years after that. You know, that's this is a that's a whole nother story. <laughs> I know you, you're gonna be back because I, I <laughs> see I, I'm all about if you've ever sat down and talked to me for like a long time. Me and you really haven't, but I, I had to go to jail when we were young. Like I mean, I didn't do any hard time. Man. I did like fucking think. Three months total, 
in my whole life. So I mean, it ain't no hard. I can't like I've done some hard time, but it still uh, sucks. Though. It's three three to five months. I can't remember. But um, <laughs> I really I, I was so and I wasn't on drugs or anything. I was just wild when I was like yeah. At 19 I was, to 20. When I was wild, I didn't ever go to jail. Though. Yeah, like I I just got caught doing stupid shit. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I've always thought the same thing about you. Like for some reason, I don't know. I don't know what your whole story is yet. But I, you've got a good one. You you and I've always for some reason, and I think that's why like I've always stayed in touch with you over the past twenty years. You always checked up on me. Thank yeah. You. Well, you just—I don't know. This is some of these people. I have talked more to you, just checking up on you, make sure you was okay and shit, <laughs> than people I was best friends with in high school. <laughs> and ain't always best friends or anything. Like we've always talked and know each other. Yeah. But there's a, there's something about folks, and same thing with the rest of y'all. Like y'all being strong enough to to share your story. I was you, scared. I told you not to be. I know. I was, no, sending him the same, I was sending him the same messages. I was like, um, I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> well, I, I found this out because if you've heard my story, you know I tried to commit suicide back in 2010. I didn't know that. Yeah, I tried to kill myself in 2010. Damn. And uh, it's the best and worst thing that ever happened to me. Absolutely. It's the best and worst thing because it opened my eyes mm-hmm. to so much shit. Yep. So much shit. And uh, it's always, it's always just, it's humorous to me because uh, it's God's plan. It's not my plan. Mm-hmm. Nine months after I tried to commit suicide, Gracie was born. That's why her name's Grace. She's my saving grace. Yeah. And like, I had to, I think it was about 2016, I had that burden that was just still on my heart and on my shoulders for my suicide attempt that I shared it on social media. And when I shared it on social media, I was scared, but it literally weighed so fucking heavy on me every yeah, day. It's good to tell that I knew, I knew that it was heavy on me for a fucking reason. So I shared it. And the number one thing I was scared Share of, shit. I was scared shitless <laughs> that people were looking at me different. Yeah. The amount of folks that reached out to me that day and since then. We've that all been there. Had, yeah. That's the thing. Like... I normalized it to the people that I knew about dealing with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was depressed until till that point in time yeah. in my life. And it's the happiest of people. Yeah. By yeah. the way, I'm on meds too. I have a severe anxiety disorder. I got a mental health therapist. I have like three. You know. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> hey look, I, I yeah, there's no I swear. There's and I'm going with- I'm gonna start school for uh, psychology specializing in addiction. Oh, yeah, sometimes yeah. There's, you got Call something me. special about you. <laughs> okay. But that's. I want to help people that's been through what I, I've been through. I, I say it fucking every other day. I want to get rich doing this. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like fucking money this much, anybody. But I want to be an activist. I want to be. I want to live comfortable to where I can do things to help others and not have to worry about my bills or whatever. I want to help others. Because there's no way that I've been through all the bullshit and I've been through in my life and have such a positive outlook on the bullshit if I was not meant to fucking help people. Right. I'm not, I was not meant to be a preacher. I love the good Lord just as much as anybody. I am not a preacher. I am. We we love Jesus, but we cuss a little. Shit, I cuss a fucking (laughs) lot. It's just something. Your, everybody's story at this table is more related, relatable to people who are struggling right now, whether it's domestic violence, addiction, alcoholics, whatever. Well, there's hope, uh, yeah. for sure. If yeah. I can, like anybody, 
if I can get clean, you can do what I was yeah. IVs and heroin and meth for a straight year. Hey, my sister is in a fucking cult that yeah. I'm happy for. But she's doing great. Uh, she's did like if you just saw my <laughs> sister, if you just saw my sister four years ago. We were waiting on the phone call every day to say she was dead in a ditch. Every so was my single mama. day. I promise. Every day. But now, like me and her can't have a discussion anymore because she she sees God <laughs> differently than I do. Uh, but I would much rather her be obsessed with God than obsessed with drugs. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I mean, I I don't. That's why I just keep my mouth shut. Yeah. I I just well, I don't I don't believe in organized religion anymore. Yeah. And I believe it's your own personal relationship with God. God's got me where it he is. wants me. I wouldn't be successful in what I'm doing if I wasn't doing what he wanted me to do. Exactly. So it's, it's I don't know, it's weird. Um, it is weird. You got anything else you want to say before I pass the mic? I think I'm good. Uh, maybe I made sense. You made sense? Yeah. There's always it. hope, though. I'm telling you, I've been through everything there's to been go through pretty much. And, and she has. I can I can sit here and say I don't know. Yeah, mine's else. a little different from yeah. theirs. I've thank God I've never been married, you know. <laughs> and there's no kids there. involved, thank God. But I couldn't imagine. I love what you said that there's always hope. Like to hit what you said, most people don't know that about me. Like I've tried to kill myself several times, you know, just because of all of the abuse and stuff. And thankfully, I was unsuccessful. And my mom, you know, whenever I was nine, almost successfully killed herself. They found her in the backyard bleeding out and had, she had to be medevaced out but some mental health is something that plays a huge you know portion in our family but there's always hope yeah. there's and always I, hope at the end I of the day I think people really need to take care of their mental health mm -hmm. but I mean that's the main trigger for well, most people emotion your emotions mm -hmm. you need to take care of your mental health first of all to I mean that's just what well, I Well, this wasn't talked about 20 years ago right that's that's the thing. It was not something, especially not even five years ago. Yeah, it, it's it's really now in the past couple of years is mm -hmm. where it's starting to be more active. But twenty years ago, if you're a man, you don't talk about you feeling like you fucking right. crazy. You, man up. you don't. It's, you just it's, man up and get it done. Like, yeah, yeah like we were said. taught. I mean, we're from the south, so I can only speak from folks from the south. We're taught to fucking put your emotions down. Don't cry. Oh, I can. I've yeah, met but all walks of life. mental yeah, health is real. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how you're mm -hmm. taught, but that literally does nothing but bottle up every and bad it's gonna fucking explode. emotion. It's and gonna I, explode. the only reason I, it's, it is a joke now. The only reason why I'm here is because I'm a fucking idiot, and I took <laughs> 800 milligram ibuprofen that was prescribed to me from a doctor for some other injury, and I took way too many of them. Aww. That's it. If it was not for that. I'm not here. If it was some real fucking narcotic. Well, I'm, one of my I, best I'm friends gone. used a real narcotic. He was dead for 20 minutes, and praise the Lord, he made it. And I'm, just, he's in prison now. I ain't going to say his name, but I still keep in contact with him. His, his sister overdosed last year. It, you mm. know, but I feel like he needs somebody. Well, you know, that, that's like why everybody I, needs somebody. Yes. Everybody thinks now, well, not everybody thinks now. There's a lot of people think now that the only people that should be talking about things like this are people that are five years out of whatever they went through and completely got their shit together. Oh, uh, no. I'm, that's I'm not, a few months clean. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not who people want to hear from. They want to hear that you're struggling, and they mm -hmm. want to hear that you have an everyday battle because they uh, have yeah. a fucking every-second battle. Right. They don't want to hear that, oh, I've been clean for... And I'm not knocking anybody. Fucking be clean. 
But all good Lord, please be clean. More power to you. Yeah, but if you're six years clean and you don't struggle with it every day, you're not going to relate to somebody who hasn't been clean but 30 minutes. Wait, right. if they say they don't struggle, yeah, with you're going to struggle. They're a fucking liar. It is. You're well, not, but you know you how, really especially what you do, you're you know how fu- people want to put on that fucking that facade. That facade, yeah. They put it that, on for us. Yeah. Yeah. But. People are scared to let you see who they day, actually are. Really clean. I it's mean, a war. Really it, it's a war you're gonna fight every day or life mm-hmm. the rest of your right. life. I, That's just how it if, is. I mean, if y'all have ever listened to the show, there's a term that I fucking love, and it's you have preachers in this world and you have warriors in this world. Everybody in this room's a fucking warrior. We're not. We're not meant to fucking. We're supposed to have chinks in our armor. We're supposed to be cut. We're supposed to show our scars. And I definitely have scars, I, as you can see. I got them. I got them. But. That's what you're supposed to do. You were, you did not go through the shit that you went through or anybody else in this room for you to sit in your fucking room, write in your diary, and not share it. Right. right or right. have a pity party. That's not how. Right. That's not what you did. If you do, if you act that way, then your trauma literally defines you, and it fucks up the rest of your life. She had the best line of all of this so far, but we hadn't got to Lynn yet. But you had the best line so far when you. When you said a while ago how you recovered your power. Mm. When you took your fucking power mm-hmm. back. Because that's what every woman, or if you're a man getting domestically, uh, dealing with domestic violence, that's what you've got to do. Yeah. And it, it simplifies it to the max, but that's what you have to do. You have to regain control over yourself and the situation. Yes. You have to take your fucking power back. Yes. Best line. I give you, I, I'm yeah. going to. I'm going to end up naming the show after something like that. Uh, all right, Lynn. Excuse me. <laughs> Does any, before Lynn talks, anybody got to take a piss break or anything? All right, so we are going to take a piss break. You got well, it. we only made it uh, an hour before we had to take a piss, so that's that's good timing. Uh, thank <laughs> y'all for joining us on Politics, Religion, <laughs> and Whiskey. I think I had a buzz. Um, it's okay. Yep. I can drink. Y'all can't. Uh, y'all, y'all, I have to, I'm I don't right ha- now. I don't have to miss, I don't have to behave. Uh, but anyway, Miss <laughs> Lynn, uh, you're the only one we haven't heard from yet. So, uh, yeah, dive on in, darling. So mine started out really young cause I'm only 25 now. Um, I was in a relationship with the same guy from 15 years old until I was 20 and we got married. And everything was great. This was, like, the guy I wanted to be with. Like, I had sp- he was the only person I had been with. Like, he was the love of my life. Mm-hmm. And we got married and we're living together. And then I don't know what happened. Like, the question you asked earlier, Josh, about, like, d- is it different on if they gradually do it or do they just snap? Like, I don't know what happened with mm-hmm. that one. Um, I found his steroids underneath the sink one time and I confronted him about it. And that was the first time he put his hands on me. He he grabbed me by the back of my arms. He slammed me into the wall and was telling me, I'm not supposed to be in his business. That's his business. I can fuck off, like, all this other stuff. And it was really, really, like, I got a concussion. Like, it was it was really traumatic because I'm only 19 at the time. Like, I, I didn't grow up seeing that stuff. I grew up in a very clean household, Christian household. My mom and dad were a great marriage and they're still a great example for me and so I'd never been exposed to that kind of stuff in my life. Do you think the steroids were a problem that was a part of his aggression? Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. Um, And then um, I remember the next time he put his hands on me was because his father had had a heart attack 
and he had been through surgery and he was told if he smoked another cigarette again in his life, he was going to die. Well, I saw his father smoking a cigarette, but that's a six-year-old man. That is not my business to say a word. And right. it's his house. Like, I'm not saying anything. That's not my job. I'm not supposed to keep a six-year-old man in check. And he found out, the ex found out that I knew that mm-hmm. his dad was smoking a cigarette. And that was when it happened again. It was the exact repeat of the exact same thing of, like, grabbing me because I'm not that big of a person like and he was a very he did steroids he was a very large person and so it was very easy for him to throw me around and he knew it um I was purple underneath my clothes that was the first time he hit me in the face um and I became terrified of him yeah and then the next time and this was the time I left um I learned that I have major fertility issues Um, it's going to be nearly impossible for me to have a kid. And it became, well, then what's the point of you? Mm. Like you're, what's, why, why would I work was determined by, by having children. Yeah. Because of course he wanted a family and all these things. And that was not something that we were sure I was going to be able to provide. And, um, that was when it escalated to the most extreme where I, I had to go to an emergency room. And um, this lady wasn't my family because my family and I were very ostracized from each other at that time. Um, this lady that helped raise me, she, she stepped in because she had been through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she got me out of that situation. She helped me through my divorce. And I'm only 20 at the time. I'm still, I mean, I'm still a baby. Yeah. <laughs> And so this is something I'm going through very young, and I grew up in a very small town, and so everyone knew, and everyone loved this man, of course. Of course. Of course they loved him because he had a really great face in the community, and, like, he was very involved and always. And so, anyways, I get divorced. I'm out of that. It's – and then I later learned that he was cheating on me and all these other things that, of course, that's what he was doing. And – um. I, his parents were wealthy and they were like, if you don't put our son in jail, we'll give you such and such. And then, Mm. um, you can get out clean and he can get out clean. And they end up putting him in an anger management program for a year. And from what I know now, he's in a great spot and he married the woman he cheated on me with and they have kids and they're happy. And I mean, good for him. I'm glad that he was able to go through that. His parents took the step to fix that I just wasn't at a point in my life where I could mentally handle that kind of things I was only I was only 20 that's well, you not didn't deserve it either right and I'm not so sure I would have been the right person to help him through that because he had done it to me well, and you don't know what's going on behind closed doors either right right who knows if he's in that to her or not doing that to or her or the kids right I mean, you, you hope not and you want to believe not in your head yeah I understand that but you don't know that people put on great facades yes for sure he put on a facade for the whole community when you were married mm-hmm. right And so then, like you said earlier, I got in a second relationship, and he has full custody of his child. And so that's impressive to me for a man in the South to have full custody of his son. Right. Right. And so it's these, this knight in shining armor, he, he sweeps me off my feet. We're taking trips all the time. I mean, there was not a month for almost a year that we, we were not at the beach at least once a month. I mean, it was just constant trips. And then um, I actually became pregnant with him. Wow. And I was elated, of course, after being told such traumatic news that I right. couldn't have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we have our names. We have stuff picked out. We told our family. And I miss Carrie. Okay. 
I'm sorry. And um, it that in itself was a whole thing because he didn't want to believe it. Like it was my fault. Um, it was it was because of my issues that we lost the kid, of course. Um, and he would tell his son that too in front of me that I didn't take care of myself. And um, I I end up. So I, I have to have a surgery to get everything taken care of, and I get put on pain medication, and I'm out of work for a while. And um, I tried to overdose on the medicines, and I tried to kill myself because at that point I was like, why even be here? Why, why if I can't do this and this is what men want, why be and here? He's mentally and verbally abusing you know, right. just putting her head. And so then he he gets to a point where he's like, okay, this environment that we're in is unhealthy for you. Let's move because my family and my friends are here to support me. So he's trying to isolate me. And he moves me several, several, several times. Every time I get close to people in the community, he's ready to move again. Well, we move down here, and I have a job in a community that I love and that loves me and I'm happy again finally and here we go again and so he's wanting to move again and I'm like I'm not moving like I'm happy I'm good where we're at and it became a matter of okay if we're staying here where you're going to do what I want and so I couldn't wear certain things I couldn't dress certain ways like I couldn't wear hoop earrings because that he called them call out earrings and a lot of other things like he constantly accused me of cheating constantly like if I was I would ride horses over at an older couple's farm all the time because they can't ride the horses need exercise and that's what I do and so he accused me of cheating on this on him with this 70 year old man that is one of the sweetest human beings I've met in my life and then he accuses me of cheating on him with my boss he accuses me of cheating on him with the UPS driver I mean it just it keeps going um I actually, at a certain point in my time, I lived in a different country, and I'm very passionate for that country, and I have a tattoo of it on my side. And he was threatening to cut it off of me. He was threatening to kill me, kill my father, because my father was so proud of that time of my life. Um, And so, and again, he has a child that I'm raising. He's taking business trips all the time because we live down in South Georgia. He's working in Marietta. He's saying he's taking business trips all the time. Um, He is with his baby mama who has no custody of her child because she's I mean she is a terrible human being yeah um, sounds like they both are yeah they deserve each other and so then I I finally like for a while I was like I can be here until the kid's grown up I can be here till he's 18 and then I can go oh, um, that's a big burden to put on yourself yeah. though right Especially since I was I was still very young and he was so much older than me and here I am raising his child that like mm-hmm. our age difference I could not have had that kid <laughs> like right. clearly, but I loved this child. This child loved me. He called me mama like that was my baby. Yeah. And um, it finally escalates to a point where I'm like I can't do this anymore. And the reason we even ended everything is because I didn't make a left turn where he told me to. Mm. And so. I'm finally like, I can't, I'm done. And he, we were engaged actually. And so he ends up taking the ring back and I'm like, here, fine, take it. Like, I'm fine with this. I'm done. I'm so done because I, I, I know where this is heading. And, um, 
I move out and get my own place. And he continued, like he continued to message my friends, message my family. If I met anyone new, he would blow them up and threaten them and call their work. And I mean, it got bad. So I had to get a restraining order on him. And so I ended up going to court and seeing him there in court for the first time in a few months. And the judge asked me why I was there, and I was speaking to the judge, and um, he stands up and interrupts me. It's a woman judge who's not afraid of anything. And for the first time, like, I've ever heard anyone speak to him like that, she told him that she, he could shut up in her courtroom while I'm speaking, or he can <laughs> be in contempt of court and go to jail. And I was just like, hell yeah. yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> this is the only one out of all of y'all that I know like, in depth about a good bit of it. This guy's a fucking moron. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy's a fucking moron. Uh, can, we, can I borrow that judge? Because I'm having yeah. the same issue with mine. Holy yeah. shit. No, I this... mean, Josh Josh <laughs> came in my life after the breakup, and Josh and I became involved, and we're good friends, and, like, it was more friendship than anything. Yeah. Like, we really did become really good friends. She's cool. Yeah. And, um, I mean... My ex was messaging him, blowing him up. We had to call the cops. That ain't like, what he wants, is it? Uh, but I'm so smooth about it. <laughs> Our stories really are so smooth. No, no, because yeah. like my ex is the same thing. Like, if I can have you, but, no one will. And if you, and if that doesn't work, I will make sure that nobody wants to be with you. No, no, right. like he would call me, and like, and there's nothing going on while we're friends, and right. and everything. And like he would be like, oh, uh, what did he say that time that was so fucking funny? And I made him look so stupid. He was like, <laughs> uh, he was like, oh, she's the hottest woman you'll ever have. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like I've had some pretty bad bitches. <laughs> and he got so fucking flustered, and yeah. everything. Like he was so mad. <laughs> And and he starts saying all this bullshit or whatever, and I'm just like laughing at him. He's like, "I'll fucking come, I'll do whatever." Meet me in meet me in, in and the street. I was like, meet me in I, the truck. I, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Sir, I don't know you, but I'm younger than you." And she, if this is how you acted towards her, then I understand why you're worried about her fucking somebody else. Because this is how, if a man acts, a woman should run off and fuck somebody else and find somebody Amen. good for him. So, like, this whole time, he is getting fucking irate with me. And the whole time, I'm just sitting there laughing. And he's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, he's love so, it? When, know, they're, when they're idiots. Josh because, like, was loving it. They're I know, idiots and they I, try to argue with you. It's great. Well, the thing was, he didn't realize I help a lot of police departments <laughs> around here. Like, I, I take pride in the fact that I got in trouble when I was younger. And now I'm friends with all these police officers and I help. We've done charity events for whatever. Yeah. So he starts, like, threatening me. And I coach, like, Gracie's <laughs> softball team. And there's nothing he should be threatening about is what's fucking insane about it. Yeah, we were, it was, a, like, we were done by then. Like, Yeah, we, like, like, there's we nothing done. he should be threatening me about. So he's like, I know, I know you're going to be wherever. And I was like, okay, if you're going to act like a child, I'm going to go ahead and pull out the trump card on your ass. I called people that I knew that worked in the police department where he was at, or oh. the county he was in. They went, and they was like, look. Mic drop. If you fuck with him and whatever's going on, <laughs> it's a bad fucking day for you, my guy. Yes. <laughs> like, it's yes. a bad fuck. Don't fuck with him. Like, do not fuck with him or anybody around. And y'all think people like me? People adore my child. So the second I showed them the text message. Where, where, my, where my ex threatened his child. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, no. He no, said, I'll come. 
What? I mean, you can't fix stupid. There ain't no sense in arguing with a fucking moron like that. Exactly. If, if he thinks that he's a bad enough motherfucker to walk up to Cochran Rec Department while I'm out there coaching kids softball, then, pull up. then he ain't never sung, he ain't never seen Josh Terry swing a baseball bat. <laughs> I, I promise you, don't let this extra couple pounds fool you. I used to be athletic, and I promise you, if he thinks his ass is going to pull up there and he was going to smart off at me. He's got life fucked up. Well, it ain't that. It's like I would have laughed at him and I would have tried to handle it like an adult first. But the second he made it to where you couldn't handle it like an adult. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, I then I, then I promise you. I, that's why I was never intimidated by it. Yeah. But most men, and I, I believe this so much, most men that treat women the way that y'all have been treated they're are so fucking intimidated by other men. They're insecure as fuck. They realize that they're fucking betas when it comes to alphas. Yeah, they are so insecure. That, that, that's the, the situation that I was in a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That fella, he might be whatever to somebody else. But when I got a hold of him, he realized in about 20 seconds that he wasn't a fucking alpha. <laughs> And that, but that's why, and I don't mean that to be like cocky or arrogant or anything. But it's just, it's just the truth. But men that put their hands on women are scared of other men. So yeah. they, so They're insecure pussy motherfuckers. So, so they think that they have to be controlling the women. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be controlling the women. I, I don't, I don't see the need, and I don't want to be controlled. So I don't think I should control you. Exactly. I don't, I don't see how that's beneficial for anybody. Right. But men. You know, it's and it, it's just weird. I, it I is don't, weird. I don't get it because I don't see life that way. And you know, with with uh, Lynn, even coming from an abusive home, I mean, it's well, like, but my abuse at home was different though, than a lot of people's. It wasn't one sided. I get it. Like that. That's it. the thing. Like if it was just my daddy going ham or my mom, yeah, was, yeah, it, it would be one thing, right? But it wasn't. It was complete. I dealt with. It was 50, My dad verbally abusing it was, my mother. It was fifty-fifty. It was who. One of them was in a bad mood. They'd start it. Yeah. And then the other one, you know, that's that's why I don't understand it. Yeah. It's not cool, man. It's, it's not. It's regardless not. of who it is, and, and like there are men to get. And if there that, was that, kids involved, no, because I know yeah. how I feel. Yeah, I, there's I definitely not get abused. Yeah, I see it all the time. Right. They're, mm-hmm. they're so, less likely to speak out. And yeah, I mean, less likely to come I wish forward. they well, would. They would be embarrassed. You know, I mean, that's, or, or you embarrass their parents like me. Oh, I don't give a fuck like, about embarrassing like, anybody. Don't at this point say in my life. that to people because you know. It's, well, how can you be in like? I right, put it this way: How can you be embarrassed to tell your story when you don't know the ending of your story? I'll tell it from beginning to end. You know, and I yeah. will. Well, you don't know your ending yet, though. I don't. I'm still working on that. Yeah. I mean, none of us do. I don't Semi-colon, know. Semi-colon. Like, I got yeah. that tattoo. You know. Like, no, no. I got it, too. <laughs> no, nobody knows the ending of their story. The reason why you share your story is because you're still writing fucking chapters. Yeah. Absolutely. And so then earlier we were talking about like continuing like to identify your triggers. And I've done like really well with that recently of identifying triggers. I've had i know who to call if i'm like hey this this is going on like mm-hmm. um and you have to have a support system right i have yeah. a very oh, for the key. Yeah, for the exactly. first yeah. time in my life like i have an amazing support system i have like as crazy it is as it is like middle georgia this community is my support system i love mm-hmm. it down here and i'm probably never gonna leave because yep. <laughs> my support system here is amazing mm-hmm. and That's great. 
And so if I have something go wrong, I don't care if it's one, two, three in the morning. I know who I can call up. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you because I'm from Statesboro and I'm, I still live between the two, but just the friends that I've met up here through my now husband. Yeah. I feel like I've known them a lot longer than friends that I've had back home. And right. I know that I can call, I mean, I have a few of them, one girl, her and I have the same life. Like, I mean, we'll, we'll talk and we literally have the same fucking life. I could call her at 4 a.m. and she would be at my house in a heartbeat to pick up whatever pieces I need her to put back together. Right, right. Well, that's great. So I have a great support system here, and I can't imagine living anywhere else but here. Yeah, so if if I hadn't, like, stood my ground and was like, look, I'm not moving... I love it here. You would have I would still that. I would still probably be in the same situation unfortunately because I wouldn't know I wouldn't know where to go. I can't say I would still be in the same situation. I think I'd have smartened the fuck up by then. But I I wouldn't be, you would be as here. okay as I am now. Yeah. Um well, because you got to you got to break it. You got to break it. Break right. the chain, break the break cycle, the break you, that cycle. Do y'all know why it's called breakups? Mm-hmm. Y'all going to blow your mind. You know what? <laughs> Please tell. No, no, it's super. Some Josh it, it is. <laughs> Do you know why it's called breakups? Because why something is broken and it doesn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Facts. so it's it's the same thing with with relationships or whatever it is. Is something doesn't work? Most times you can't fix it. There's you're gonna have these rare. You definitely can't fix them. Yeah. Yeah. You can only fix yourself for sure. Well, that's who all like. You have to be comfortable with yourself, and you have to get past your insecurities. And if you know that you're doing the best job that you can do, and somebody you're with is still fucking up, guess what? Bye. They're always going to fuck up. Exactly. If you're giving them 100%. Yeah, exactly. And like, and I, I don't mean this in the wrong way, because some people are going to be like, oh, you're supposed to do this, this, and this to make me happy to, to somebody else. It's not a, That's not what I'm talking about. What I mean is if you are giving what you think is the best that you can offer another human being being in a relationship with, and they still treat you that way. Exactly. It ain't never fucking going to get fixed. Amen. It don't matter what therapist you go to or anything. They're not going to change. Well, and I, I remind my clients this all the time. I have to remind myself this. In life, you're responsible for making one person happy. Yep. It's yourself. You own your own joy. Yeah. You don't own anyone else's. You can do whatever you can to try to make them happy, but only they can decide to be happy. Yes. You don't own their joy, and I've it's not your so place to give them joy. Well, and then you shouldn't allow, allow them to steal your joy. Right. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. So that was my problem. And, and that's, such, that's such the problem, is you're trying to make them happy. You're trying to right. fix them. You're trying to... Yeah. Like, especially if you're a strong woman, like all of us in this room are, like, you're like, I can fix that shit. Like, not a problem. Like, I can make yep. you happy. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Join I, the happiness party. I, like, I get yeah. why. And they end up bringing you and down. And then they bring you down so yeah. quick. Yeah. I get why women have that mentality. But you don't see a lot of men with that mentality that you're going to fix a broken woman. Exactly. You, exactly. And like, and once again, I don't mean this in a bad way because <laughs> well, I'm in a room full of women. Yeah, not in a sexist way, but we're women. That's, I mean, That's our, yeah. yeah. Our brains are built differently. We can we compartmentalize. You didn't you even wanna, hardwired. To, well, you didn't even next, have to say it. Like, we know. Yeah, the <laughs> next, well, well, the next time you see something broken, realize that other people have left that broken toy on the ground. It's just like going it's to a, it's, it's just like going to a secondhand store. Is do you really want to buy a toy from a secondhand store that looks like it's been just I like thrifting. Just dingy. <laughs> Thrifting's different than buying the trash. <laughs> well, I just want to give a shout out to my new boyfriend Alex. 
He supports me, and he's great. Well, he's been through to, some shit. You have to have a support system. He's great. I love you, Alex. So Aww. I'm saying, like, the support, <laughs> the support system is everything. Like, if it wasn't for my support system, His like, family's it's it's really too. taken me a long time to become like I'm happy with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I know who I am. If you don't like me, like, you can fuck off. I don't exactly. care. Exactly. So, and it's taken me a very long time to get there. The mm-hmm. most liberating well, moment of my of life was when I realized <laughs> that saying "fuck it" sometimes is the only way to go. Is the best thing. Yeah, yeah that's to, that. to, to be able to be able to say fuck it yeah. and put something down and leave it right where it is, is and never yeah. go back and pick it up. Yep, because I held on to it yep. for so long and it's just like fuck it. Yeah, but yeah. And, and also too, I want all y'all to kind of like or whoever wants to speak on this. Once you got out of that, whatever this, whatever your situation was. You probably went through a couple of dark days, a couple of lonely, a couple of almost text and almost yes, calling. Yes, couple away. of, yes, um, of I didn't really yeah. have an option. But, but, <laughs> yes. but once you got over it, was not the road that so you went down better. so much better? I was so like, I like, oh my God, I can't believe I went through that. So yeah. I, I love the job that I do. And so I really threw myself into work. And then through the depression that I went through, because that's what I really suffer with is depression, especially around the time of year when my miscarriage was. And I gained a lot of weight. I gained a lot of weight through that relationship because I was depressed. Mm -hmm. And I finally, like, I put myself in the gym. I was taking care of me. I lost freaking 65 pounds. Wow. Yeah. I, I, um, I took care of me and I'm, that's great. That takes a lot of, and I know my triggers now. Like I know like certain things cannot be, you can't approach me a certain way. If someone yells at me, I cannot handle that. Yeah, and I know problem. it. So if someone feels like they can raise their voice at me. I'm taking anger management. Yeah, we can, we can back off from <laughs> each other. I don't need you. I'm happy with me. Right. And it's taken me, I mean, it's taken me a long time yeah. to get there. Um, and I'm finally, like, I'm finally able to, like, when I get in a relationship or if I'm testing the waters with someone, I'm like, hey, these are, like, some things I ha- I, that are huge no's for me. That you can't do. And I'm really, like... I'm really, the first time I meet people, I'm really searching for red flags the entire time. I'm like, oh, that reminds me of this. And then I'm not trying to project my experiences on someone because it's a different person. However, I'm aware that... Trying to kind of steer clear. Yeah, I'd rather not be triggered. I'd rather be happy by myself than be triggered with someone else. Well, until you're happy by yourself, you won't be happy with anybody else. Right. Right. You can make yourself happy. That's something I had to learn. Like, I remarried really quick. Um... So and, and my husband, I mean, Mike, love you. He's the greatest thing ever for me. But the first few years of our marriage were rocky because I didn't love myself yet. You're right. I hadn't mm-hmm. let go of the past. I hadn't grown. I hadn't, you know, came to this place yet. And the poor guy had to deal with a <laughs> lot of shit. And he loved you too. You loved yourself. Huh? Yeah, but he couldn't. He couldn't make me love myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's no one's job but your own. Right. And it takes and a lot of courage to do it. I, and I, I'm fully like, don't do the shit that I did. Don't jump into another one. <laughs> Learn to love Fuck yourself first. No. Um, See, so yeah, well, we're very you, similar in that. You got to yeah. give yourself time to breathe. I yeah. didn't. I didn't. I was. Um, I think that's a habit too for <laughs> women that have gone through this. Yeah. Is because again the highs are so high, the lows are so low, and you're like, "Well, I want that high yeah, but again." It, right. It's just you like being for it. Yeah, it's just like being it. on a ventilator, though. Like, <laughs> is if you it got, though? Yeah, it is. It is. If you've got something else breathing for you, and then you come off that ventilator, your lungs even then are like, "I need some help." 
same thing when you've depended on somebody for so long. Right. The second you get done, you need somebody else. Right. You need somebody else to help you breathe. You have to break that fucking cycle. Right. And it's codependency. Yes. I I, I heard both you assholes. But (laughs) some people needed a description. I have that problem. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry. I feel like I have a mix between both of y'all. Because, like, whenever (laughs) I left both of my exes, like, the first one, when I was with my second ex, you know, he wanted me back. And I was like, no, 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 no. When I left the second one, he was... He gave me a little bit of space, and then it was like, I want you back. And it was only because he couldn't find somebody else that he could project himself on. Right. And I took, like, a hiatus from all men. It was just, I got on the dating sites, and it was like, I'm just going to, like, fuck around for fun. I don't really want anything serious. I just want a fuck boy, basically. Like, I'm <laughs> Hi, my name's Josh Terry. <laughs> I think that, actually, we met on I Facebook. Think that, I think that's how we met. That's how we met. Jesus and, Christ. And, um, you know. Don't be shit on So, you know, it's like, I just want to fuck around. Because I had been in a relationship since I was 17 oh, years old. That's when right. I met Max's husband. Right. You know, so I'd been with someone since I was 17. I didn't want, I didn't want to be locked down. Yeah, you need and, to um, Yeah, just, I just wanted to find myself because yeah. I didn't know who I was. I just need a fuck friend, dude. And, um, and I, I had fun. And then I met my now husband, and I honestly, I mean, I love Bobby to death, and he has been my saving grace, but I didn't give myself enough time. You know, like, I wouldn't change how things happened because he has been so wonderful, and he's, you know, he's helped me through so much, and he's helped me find some of my triggers, and there were a lot of things that I was like, you know, okay, you can't, like you said, you can't raise your voice. You can't raise your hands around me D- too quickly. Yes. Like, don't come yes. up behind me. Don't raise your hands too quickly. Probably better get your ass. Right. Like, yeah, I'm a hundred percent. And then there's sometimes like I, I will swing. Like if you catch me off guard and you raise your hands too fast, I'll swing. You know, it's just it's I, it's fight or flight kind of thing. Yes. Like, I'm learning now to fight back instead of you Freezing. know fighting. You know. Right. And. But I should have given myself a longer amount of time, like you said. I should have. Learn less than a year. Yes. <laughs> I was remarried. Well, my was, yeah, my I was don't fucking get that whatsoever. Mine was probably right at a year, but I should have given myself more time to learn who I was. And, like, thankfully, my husband is very, like, laid back and chill and, like, does not give a shit about anything. That's my like that is. You know, he gives me room to grow and do whatever the hell I want and is the most chill dude, chill dude in the he world. He understands that you're your own individual. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's super chill. That's awesome. And so, you know... I can be as wild as I want to be or as, like, mellow as I want to be. And he doesn't give a fuck. But <laughs> Sounds like Mike. I could no. have ended up with someone totally opposite, you know, and it, it could have been drastically different. So, so you could have kept, you could have came around me? We could have kept the cycle. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I could have kept the cycle going. You, you could have kept the cycle. No. It, would have, <laughs> it definitely wouldn't have been the same cycle. I will Just, never, I'll never get laid again because of that comment. <laughs> I appreciate it. If I didn't already cock block myself enough, you just fucking did it for me. I'm just kidding. No, I appreciate Josh, it. No, it's okay. Josh, All of a sudden, great. he's a great guy. He's a great I, at the guy. end of at the end of the show, I end up being an abuser. It's a. It's I know. A, no, you're not. Oh, Josh is a big teddy bear. I, think, man. I actually made the first move on you because you were on Facebook and you're not. We did not meet on any of the dating sites. You were on Facebook and I happened to friend you and you liked a couple of my pictures and then yeah, that's Josh. oh shit. Yeah. And then you were like, you that's hundred percent Josh's style. Bed and I was like, oh yeah, let's see, let's see how that happens. Oh damn, Josh is a pimp now. <laughs> I'm way cooler than I was in high school. Oh, I love you anyways. I know, but I like me more now. I, I like me some little bald my now. bearded man, so you know, he, you know. Damn. Josh, I met you at your house. 
a month after this <laughs> all happened. This has turned into like Now we never hooked up. <laughs> but Josh I is just a, started look. thinking. <laughs> I was over here wondering. I was like, uh. I came with a friend a month after the this all had gone down, like when he went to jail. It was yeah. like a month later. If, I, rem- I month. remember. I remember. And and I I had the greatest time. It was like there's listen, something there's something I take a lot of pride in. Is that and women? I, and I wish I wish more people understood this. Is I treat women the way that I want Gracie treated. Yeah. Like yes. if you come around me. And some guy you or somebody You got a smart-ass ma- mouth, but you are a good I, person. Yeah. I've slept it, in the same somebody- bed with Josh. He didn't try me up. We were drunk. I mean, he's a good person. He's a big teddy bear, but he's I, got a smart-ass li- fucking mouth. I have a very bad mouth. You just got to be able to take it. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like women being respected. Like, I, And I like you knowing your worth. And I understand that people knock you down and people treat you like shit or whatever. But not every guy is like that. I literally am fine with just being around women... And I love the fact that I am way more free. I have a lot more women friends than I have men. Me and men do not get along. Because <laughs> of your mouth. <laughs> well, it's not, it's, not, it's not that. It's most men, most men want to be fucking alphas. Well, I, mean, I mean, honestly, most men want to be the dominant one. But why and, can't we just be friends? Well, it's not that. It's that, I, once again, don't mean to sound cocky. Okay, go ahead. The men that don't want to be the, the, the fucking leader of the pack usually end up being the leader of the pack. And I just the people don't even that, mean to be the people that come around. The people that come around me usually feel safe. Yeah. And if nothing else, that's what I like. Yeah. I like that women can come around, and they feel safe. And a lot of guys give me shit because I'm always around women. They don't realize uh, it's you... a small fucking percentage that I've ever even slept with, or <laughs> messed with. A small percentage because I view you as just you know not one of the boys. But I view you, you view you as somebody that needs to be respected as I much as I the, need to be respected. I was respected. one of the boys. I wouldn't call you that. But you, <laughs> you were fucking something. I was crazy, wasn't I? You still I fucking crazy, down. obviously. I'm, a, no, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm really an introvert now. I don't know what happened to me. But uh, this is how I want to end this show. I want to go to each one of y'all individually because uh, we're at uh, hour 33. But if there's somebody listening right now that is dealing with domestic violence. Say something to them that if they needed a sign or they needed something to come from your heart to them to let them know that they can fucking get out of this situation. They're going to be fine. Every woman sitting at this table right now has been through hell. But if you sit here and look at them and listen to them talk, they're doing better now and it's because they chose to leave. Yeah, exactly. So if you're struggling right now, there ain't shit I can say because I ain't been a woman. I'm not one of those transformers, uh, and I, I identify as myself as a, a bald southern bearded man. So I want you to hear from women that actually have been through hell that are receiving blessings in life now because they got out of that situation. So uh, Sasha, you you start off first and go that way. Okay. Um, the less you can talk at this point, probably the better. Alrighty, that's great. Um, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to say, I mean, call the whoever you need to call. Just do it. Just it's, he's not worth it. The sex ain't worth it. He's not worth it. Nothing. Nothing's worth it. You need to. You you're better than that. You deserve better. Get out. And when it comes to addiction, your family loves you and your kids need you. And you need to just go home. You need to go to rehab. Get go to detox. No matter how hard it is. 
just do it and you I mean you're, you're, you're better than that whatever you're going through next um hmm if I had to give one word of, or if I had to give you advice I would say just get out at the first sign that your gut says something's not right you know if you feel like something's off something's off the first time they gaslight you the first time they make you feel crazy the first time they say why don't you define gaslighting yes oh. gaslighting is correct or if you'd I'm, like to yeah i think deidre yeah <laughs> i always look it up um, gaslighting is like whenever they make you feel crazy they yeah they, but they're really the crazy ones they you do something and they make it be your fault it's or they make you feel crazy yeah. um they turn it around on you, basically. So, don't let someone do that to you. Yeah, you know, that's not okay. The first time that you do something and your gut, or the first time they do something and your gut says something's off, and then you try to have a conversation about it and it turns into an argument, get out. You should be able to have a healthy conversation with your partner and it comes to a resolution where you both... If you can't communicate healthily, yes, there's an issue. Exactly. Yeah. If you communicate and it turns into an argument and it is now your fault, I mean, arguments out. happen, but exactly, there's a there's take time. credit for your shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Arguments are gonna happen in any relationship, but if you can't have a Healthy. conversation or an argument and it resolve itself and it ends up being one sided or you're made to feel crazy, get out. Right. I'm pulling up the definition of gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> she Googled like, it. I was like, I've looked at the definition a hundred times. There's like no service. I've looked at the got... definition a hundred times, and I, I always forget what it is. I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. So while that's coming up, I guess I'll say, <laughs> yeah, I'll say my piece is really like I ignored my gut, and I know it. Yeah. And then I chose to put other people above me mm-hmm. when you should not do that. Only you are going to take care of you. Exactly. And so you really have to, like, come to terms with, you know what, I'm right. And you have to listen to the fact that you're right. And there are so many resources that can help you get out of these situations. There is a domestic violence hotline. There is a website you can go to specifically since we're in Georgia recording is that there's websites you can go to like the gcadv.org that it specifically helps you find help in your community in Georgia. And there are so many resources out there and they're not going to judge you because they've heard this. They've heard the stories. So there's no judgment there and they are going to help you. And so you just have to, I don't know, grow a pair and get out like it really it is so hard to get out but you just have to do it's scary do not put your nuts up no yeah. right okay maybe you should just kill them all, but. no no don't kidding. i'm just kidding I'm just no nobody you went from domestic violence to getting a fucking charge real quick <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool to, no, huh? i used to think like that no, but no, i no. forgive him now Forgive him and I forgive uh, there's a difference in forgiving and forgetting. Never forget um, because you'll go I don't forget. Look, I, 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 I don't advocate violence in any way. I used to be hard headed and want to fight. I lost it for a second. No, you're fine. I think you should in some situations. <laughs> like, it, but. No, I wish him the best and he's doing great, I hope. And um, he apologized. I sent an apology, but you're right. I will forgive but not forget. Well, I learned from it. Well, yeah. when you forgive someone. 
You're not supposed to just turn around and let them back in your life. Yeah, I did. Yep. And that's yeah. the difference. <laughs> and when you forgive, too, don't give them the power back. Yeah, yeah and, and you don't owe anyone the power of your forgiveness. You do not have to forgive. That is totally by choice. Um, so gaslighting, I've read a couple different de- definitions on here, but it's basically where something happens and they will psychologically manipulate you into believing that it was your fault. A narcissist. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's part of it. <laughs> um, so. Yes, it's crazy. I... What do I want to say? I was so busy looking up gaslighting. Um, Picture some woman sitting there right now that's just fucking struggling, can't get away. You being a therapist are on the way to be the one. Right. What would you tell her? And don't say the, the therapist answer. No, I say, know. Say the answer that you've been through mixed with a little bit, little bit of therapist. Um. Take back your joy. Take back your happiness. Take back your power. And stop trying to fix them. You're not going to fix them. You can't. And you are in control of you and your happiness. And it it's time to take your power back. And, you know, reach out. Reach, Josh knows how to get a hold of me. Reach out. I'm here. We're here. I'm going to share every one of your fucking names on my stuff. And you being a... <laughs> That's Please, fine with me. Means, that is like, fine with me. No, no, I, I, I no that's, that's the point of this. Yeah, look, I look, to help look. people. It helps me to help people. You have, right. to, you have to take with this stuff. You, you're taking ownership right now of your life story. That, yeah. That's what every one of you just did. You're taking ownership of your story. There's going to be someone that is relatable. The only reason why Bearded Bastard used to be good, why <laughs> I was on the radio used to be good, why this is good now, is because okay. I'm fucking relatable. It, it's exactly. be it's because I. It used to be some weird shit, <laughs> but well. it, it, it's where I want to connect with people. There's going to be yes. someone that hears one of y'all that connects with you personally. That's probably going to reach out, yeah. and and who's probably and who's probably going to want to know, you know, more in depth about you. I imagine that after this, after this show is all said and done and it's uploaded in a few minutes, that there's going to be requests to have some of y'all come back and talk more Absolutely. And, and everything because it's not enough. And and it's you know we're enough. we're gonna hit an hour forty five, which is fine before it's all said and done, or even more. Is it? But it is literally where this isn't enough, but it's a start. Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. You can't win a fucking race unless you drive the first lap. Unless you, you turn the key you on. Your story, you gain more you power. You gain more power. Like, just, you, you and I were nervous about coming in here. Totally. I feel fucking great right now. I told you. Thank yeah. you. It's once awesome. you, it's, it's yeah. starts. Telling your story gives you power. Because this would be the first time. Well, it's, your first assignment in counseling, if you've ever been, is what? Write your story. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we tell you to write your story. Josh There's Terry's fucking genius. Just, just for the record. Well, and that's why I said I wanted to tell my story and be an advocate. Because I know that I can help myself, not only help myself, but help other women and men well it's Whoever. taking the narrative that you were given and controlling it and you get your power back yes this yeah. helps get our power back yeah i want to um touch for those you know because i know our area we live in the south a huge christian yeah. community everybody you know and we get out of it and everybody says well i can't <laughs> ask why i hear this all the time i can't ask god why i went through it we're not supposed to question him i'm sorry honey ask him why mm-hmm 
Asking why means you're digging deeper. Ask you're trying to find the purpose. It's okay. Jesus to ask why. asked why on the cross. Well, if, ask why. That's okay. If you don't ask why, then if, you'll never excuse, know why. If you do not ask why, then you are literally just going with the flow, and you're not getting an understanding. Ask why. People that ask why to questions is because you want more. You want an understanding. Mm-hmm. But I know I went through what I went through for a reason. And I know yeah, I, I can help somebody else out there. I know this in my heart. And the universe, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm getting signs from the universe every day. I, I, I mean, I'm like, what? Like, that's weird, but okay. You know, but I know I'm in the right direction now. It's like I said, you got to start somewhere. This is a start for some people. Mm-hmm. And it might not, every one of y'all have obviously started in the right direction that's in this room, but it's not about us. It's about somebody that's listening. Yeah. And y'all all gave a reason f- to someone today to start in that direction, mm-hmm. no matter how Please. fucked up they see themselves. Yeah. Um. The last thing I want to touch on before we get off of here is I want to remind all you fellas out there, if you see domestic violence happening, Beat whether it's a friend or whatever, intervene. Beat their Please. Ass. Intervene. If you think that they're going to fucking hate you the next day or whatever, let them hate you. Because listen, I've sat, I mean, I've had people just sit there and watch this shit happen, and I'm like, how can you just let him beat on me like this? You're not even helping me. Well, it's it's more than that. As a man, you are supposed to be, if you go by the Bible, and there's, I'm just as guilty as anybody picking and choosing stuff (laughs) in the Bible, but as as the man goes, the family goes. That's something that I, I will always remember. Remember, you're, if you watch domestic violence happening and you're a man, that could be your mother, your daughter, your sister. You step up because one day your child, your mother, your sister might be in that situation. And you better hope and pray that there's a man there to step up and take care of a situation. Oh, yes. uh, also, too, I just want to thank all four of you for coming in here. Y'all, some, you're, you're very fucking strong. And uh, there's a lot of folks that reached out that, that really needed to hear us. I cannot wait for y'all. This isn't about me, uh, even though it's on my show. There's going to be people that reaches out to y'all. That's great. Come on. Reach out. Please. Yeah, I'm all about yeah, helping somebody else. Y- y'all just y'all take the torch and run with it. Pay it forward. You've told, you've told your story, and there's going to be people that need help, that want help, and that are scared to go to a counselor. But they'll talk to somebody on social media, and they'll befriend you. And there's something special about that. That's that's what I meant earlier there when I said is. that there's warriors in this world and there's preachers. Y'all are warriors, and uh, I just want to thank y'all for your time. And uh, I want to thank all y'all that listened to the show. Uh, thank y'all for uh, you know everything y'all have done for me. And if you need to get in touch with any of these uh, beautiful ladies in here, we're going to post their social media links uh, at the bottom of the podcast. Uh, just, just thank y'all. Thank y'all very much, and I pray that all of y'all stay strong. And you keep on the path that you're on. Y'all keep being fucking Viking queens. <laughs> and for uh, us. and uh, y'all y'all just keep it up. I'm proud of y'all. Some of y'all more than others, and some of y'all. Uh, next show that I have on uh, you, Sasha, because I want you to do another one with us about addiction. I'm all about. I'm gonna it. teach you how to not talk over other people. I'm sorry. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> You, you were, you were. I'm fucking with you. Okay. Okay. I have not, I have not fucked with you. Yeah, I know. I have not fucked with you in 20 years. I had, yeah, to, I had to make a joke. I, know. I already know, Josh. Yeah, I, I attack, know. I attack people's insecurities to try to make light of but their insecurities. Good, no, you did a very good job. I'm very proud of you thank for coming. You, thank, thank you for coming, Sasha. <laughs> and you too, Lacey. And you too. And you too, a person whose name we won't mention. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs>
if they hadn't figured out who you are yet, that's your, that's your own shit. But anyway, yeah. thank y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. I love each and every one of y'all. If you're dealing with domestic violence, please, this Freak is out. your sign. Get, Get out of the, the situation out. that you're in. Get the fuck out. You heard her. Amen. <laughs> See y'all later.